Yeah, oh, so I just showed Lockie, and and I watched it for the first time too, the Ghost of Tsushima trailer from the Game Awards of 2019. It's the new game to be coming up from Sucker Punch. Uh, I, I don't think it, a solid date's been given yet, but... I, oh, no, I think they no, I think they did say it was, like, late 2020. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention. I thought uh, it was yeah, Sekiro I, too. I think that was announced, at, like, during the awards. Actually, I'll, I'll double-check that one. But, uh, yeah, I, what, what, was your, what was your thoughts on the Ghost of Tsushima trailer? Uh... Uh, I thought the Goats of Sashimi was um, Sekiro 2. <laughs> it just looked like Sekiro 2, but with um, slightly improved graphics, but not not crazy different. It just looked like a more expansive world. It looks like they've got a bit of an open world sort of RPG vibe going on. Yeah, that's right. And that's what, what Sucker Punch is known for. Like Infamous was like that. You'd sort of, you'd get powers and whatnot over time. And yeah, it was open world. And I, oh, I love the Infamous games; they're a lot of fun. And people didn't like Infamous Second Son, which is uh, which was a uh, a release title for uh, the PlayStation Four back in 2013. And yeah, look, it was short, and the powers weren't amazing. There was probably a few weird choices, but I thought all in all, it was a really good game. Um, I definitely did enjoy it. So, what's the name of the company again? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Oh, so God, Sucker I keep Punch. Of they've, they've suckered me in. That's for sure. Yeah, Sucker Punch. Um, tactic. Trick Room Sucker Punch. Yeah, so they've said summer 2020. So, yeah, yeah. we're looking around. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a next-gen release, but I wouldn't. I, they, they wouldn't just release it on PS5. I imagine yeah. it's going to be cross-generation. And this will be a PlayStation exclusive because Sucker Punch is owned by Sony. So, there you go. And look, I really like the trailer. Mm. I'm not a fan of... or not, I'm not a fan of... I'm just not good enough. For, to play, uh, uh, what's the name of the Sekiro. developers? Sekiro. Yeah, but who yeah. develops them? Oh, From Software. From Software, yeah. I just, I, I, I can't get into From Software games because I'm just, I don't know, I'm not, I don't have the skill for it oh. and I just don't have fun playing them. So I'm oh. looking forward to ho- hopefully playing something that's a little bit more accessible and the visuals <laughs> look really cool as well too. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this because, yeah, Sekiro is just... Not a game for me. Yeah, so, so not it. So none of the Dark Souls tickled your fancy. No, I've, I've oh, only ever. To no. be honest, I've only ever tried Bloodborne, and I gave it a, a good solid try as well. Too, I played forty or fifty hours, and yeah. when I when I had a look online, most people were saying, yeah, if you get when it gets to about 10, 12 hours in, you'll sort of click to you, and you'll get how you're supposed to play it. And I had that moment, but then I just I still didn't really have fun after it. Like having yeah, to fight yeah. the same bosses over and over again, I just didn't find very fun. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, having to look up the like the like videos of people beating them to figure out how I'm supposed to beat them i just don't i just didn't enjoy it i just found myself stressed out the entire time i was playing basically (laughs) i was like no i I play video games to enjoy myself and to forget my problems not to give myself more things to have anxiety over so yeah yeah no i think um from software is pretty much trial by um fire where you you learn how to get good or you give up yeah. because yeah it is a, uh, all of their games are stressful but you get to a, a turning point where yeah once you do get used to the mechanics it everything feels so much easier yeah yeah and i look yeah as i said i got to that point and like i'd get through most enemies quite easily but then i get to a boss and then would just be stuck there and i get you're supposed to verse them like 20 times so you can figure <laughs> out how to beat them and yeah. all that kind of stuff but no i don't have fun doing that <laughs> 20 times on one boss is just not fun for I, me so I I, like you, even i thought that uh, jedi fallen order sort of hit the perfect notes with that because it took me I think it was like five or six goes to beat the final boss in that. Oh. And I've heard from other people it taking them a lot longer. But I just, I don't know, I guess the mechanics made a bit more sense to me in that. Mm. I, I don't know. It felt like you had more... 
I know, you feel like you have a lot more uh, things at your dis- disposal, whereas Bloodborne was really just you have your gun that just stuns them, mm. and then you have whatever weapon you've got which does slow, like a heavy or light attacks. And I just, I don't know, it was yeah. not enough for me to play around with, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, look, I've never played the Bloodborne um, because it is a PS3 exclusive, and it's PS4, something yeah. that I've always, always wanted to play because um, I absolutely love the Dark Souls games. It and- came out for free on PS Plus, actually, earlier <laughs> this year, I believe. Yeah, so... <laughs> Pretty much, if you had PS Plus at that time, you have a copy of it. I, I haven't yeah, downloaded look, it, even though I don't like it. Look, I... Um, Which must annoy the crap out of you, right? I might get the PS console when the next-gen consoles come out. Yeah. Um, that's definitely... I'm leaning towards PS because they seem to have the better exclusives and Microsoft just doesn't seem to get their UI um, right in any of the consoles they make in the last decade. Uh, but yeah, up until then, I'll have to um, have blue balls on that game. But I will defend Dark Souls. Dark Souls is so much fun. And I enjoyed Sekiro to a certain point, but I will say that even though I love the Dark Souls franchise and I finished all of the games, Sekiro broke me. I mm. couldn't get... Uh, there. There's one boss where um, uh, he's a, a giant warlord on a, on a giant horse of some yep. sort and he's just mowing you down and I just... Yep. I just got frustrated, so, and I yeah. So you so you get it then. You like got, I totally you, get you it. You had the exact experience I did. I, I that, totally that was get it for me. exactly. Like you have your breaking point with games, and Sekiro was kind of designed to to really test people's breaking yeah. points because Dark Souls is is Sekiro light. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. I've, I've heard different <laughs> things. Some people the the combat in Sekiro clicked more for them, and they found that found it to be slightly easier. And then some some people I heard found it super difficult and super weird doing the timing the parries rather than uh, dodging and whatnot which you'd be more likely to do in dark souls and 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 bloodborne it was and also like the setting um as much as i like feudal japan and i love japanese culture and all that sort of jazz using the gadgets always felt clunky and frustrating for me so it Mm. wasn't a particularly engaging title so yeah ghosts of sashimi Bloody looking forward to it. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, so it's another 2020 title that we can look forward to. Um, you know, 2019 gave us Sekiro, and um, uh, it's funny. That that game, a lot of people absolutely love it, but I, I just I couldn't get through the title. Yep. It just didn't grab me as much as um, the previous From Software games did. Yeah. You heard it here. Lockie said that Sekiro was the shittest of all the From Software games. Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories, and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games and some of the older games as well too. And this week will be the final week of the year where we have a normal episode. Uh, my name is Zach, and I'm here as I am every week with my awesome co-host, <laughs> Lockie. How are you, Lockie? Hello, everyone. Hey, Zach. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, how do you feel? Our final regular episode for the week. Yeah, well, it is a bit of a milestone because uh, for the week, for the year, yeah, sorry. for the year. So um, so 
we we won't be leaving you um in the dust over the Christmas break. You'll be getting to um our our grand two parter series of um of us uh, talking about our ten favorite games. Um, That's right. My my list of ten is ranked, and yeah. Lockie's list is not ranked because we had a difference in philosophy when making it. But hopefully, right. hopefully that all still comes across to you. That's guys right, because you can't you can't um. When you when you're comparing ten out of ten games, you can't then rank afterwards. It's like okay, now we're getting really fucking subjective here, and I wouldn't want to do that to any of the games that I listed in my top ten because I love them all too much. And me, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so yeah, I so fucking ranked them. Okay, so now yeah, so it's gonna be our last regular episode for the year, and you may have noticed last week as well too. I was down one laptop, so we were down one microphone. So you might notice, yeah, a little bit of difference in quality from for last week's, but this week, and then when we're back into the new year, you may notice that, uh, yeah, our, our peds are going to be sounding a lot more perfect because I finally got some pop filters. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so you can enjoy less explosives from us. So yeah, that's uh, that's enough housekeeping anyway. Um, let's get cracking with the gaming news because that's what we're bloody here oh, for. Lay it on me. End of 2019. What the fuck do we have here? Alrighty. Oh, now this one we've spoken about. I think we've 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 had a story about this game once before. And look, I haven't played this game, so I feel a little bit bad shitty on it. But then also, oh, it's just so 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 fun to shit on it. It's like that. It's like you know that episode episode of The Simpsons when Homer beats the that the you know the Krusty Krab equivalent of the Hamburglar to death. They're like, <laughs> stop, stop! He's already dead. Well, <laughs> Fallout seventy six is already dead, but we're going to keep beating that dead horse well, until I, it's there's no content content left in it at all. I just need to go back there. That crust when you were starting off with the crust crusty uh, crab equivalent, I was like, where the oh, fuck is yeah, he going? I got, I got, I got where it. is he going? I got here? My, my show's mixed up. Krusty of course, Krab. I meant to say, um, yeah, what was the, the, the Krusty Burger, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was, they, that was the name of it, Krusty Burger. Well, it uh, kind of works because it's all, it's all burgers. So, like, I, I feel like you got there in the end. It's just, it was like a real, like, mentally, I was just like, um, oh, he's talking about Simpsons reference, Krusty Krab. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, that oh, was uh, blending blending uh, blending animated shows to yeah. come up with the greatest sort of <laughs> sort of things to say. Oh God, what am I talking about? Alrighty, so Fallout seventy bloody six, a new patch came out for the game that uh that broke some things, which is oh, fantastic. No. So this oh no, a, a game with reportedly it's, a, it's an absolute disaster with all these problems has more problems I know they oh. released a patch which created more patches uh, are supposed to fix problems I don't know if Bethesda's aware oh I'm sounding really snarky with this oh. like I don't know how hard it would be to come up with patches for a game that's completely destroyed but my Ooh. god you think they test them before they release them and not have these issues anyway this article was written by Austin Goslin and it comes out of Polygon uh, Fallout 76's latest patch, Update 16.0, has only been out for a day, and some players have already found a major flaw. Reloading your weapon may cause legendary armor to break after the patch is installed, although this problem doesn't seem to happen every time. So, uh, I looked into this, and yeah, basically, for some players... If, if you reload your weapon, then your armor would lose like a hundred points or so towards its rating. I think it dropped down from like 550 down to like 440 or something like that. So you're losing a massive chunk of your armor's effectiveness every time you reload your weapon. 
Which, oh god, isn't that just great? Uh, Bethesda is just ready to move on from that game. It's 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 strange. I mean, they're still it, releasing patches for it. I, they released yeah. that thing. Where, I swear we talked about this story Fallout first, where they released that uh, subscription model. Yeah, yeah. They they released that, and that was broken. And they were getting people to pay for a game that they've already bought to get to yeah. <laughs> selling them solutions to issues that they put in the game in the first place. So all that yeah, was in that, that Fallout first thing was like an unlimited storage or something like that, which people have been asking for anyway. Mm. So, it's the strangest yeah. thing because, like, you would think. You'd think by their behavior that they're just ready for people to stop playing the game, but then they start charging subscriptions for it at the same time, and it's just like, you know, where, what are your priorities, Bethesda? Yeah, like, just fucking let it die. Uh, yeah, and if you, yeah, fuck. Work on that fucking space game that you that you announced what a year or so no, ago. No, I don't want them. Or I don't want to see the, them do a space game. They work, won't do it right. Or work on the new Skyrim. Do, do, they have yeah. two. They have two games in the, that are, that are, I'd much rather see than see any patches on Fallout yeah. 70s. I guess it's kind of the damn if they do, if they damn if they don't, because there's a surprisingly large community. Apparently, they have like there's a, there's a player count of around like twenty eight thousand right now on Fallout 76. Which isn't too bad considering mm. the the review scores that it got, the amount of flack that it gets in the press. It's numbers wise, it's yeah, doing better than a lot of other online only games. So yeah, no, it's a yeah. They need to focus on. They need to um, really dig deep and try and go back to what actually made them successful and put more of that out into the world because they they have. They've taken too many risks recently, and I feel like they've... Uh, look, I don't know about the sales, but mm. it seems like an overall failure. It, it actually sold quite well initially, but then, yeah. like, a, a lot of a lot of yeah. people were returning it. That's That was the problem, because their, their, their promises weren't kept up. Um, the article continues, uh, While one Reddit thread seems to suggest that the problem happens all the time, a comment from Reddit user Swan990 paints a slightly clearer picture. According to Swan990, the problem only happens occasionally and doesn't even break the effects or stats of all legendary armor in the game as the original thread claims. Players haven't figured out why the problem sometimes occurs or what conditions trigger it. The only thing they know for sure is that sometimes when you reload, your armor breaks, which is, yeah, that's exactly what you want when you're playing an online game where people can grief you and stuff. You want your armor to drop down in value every time you reload. Oh, not to mention, I also heard reports of some people uh, saying that the durability of certain weapons in the latest patch has been shot way down. Like that, someone said they had a legendary harpoon gun that they could only get like 13 or 14 shots out before it broke, and it used to be able to get far more before that. But but these are all unsubstantiated, and you know, obviously you're gonna have not everyone's gonna be seeing these issues. But Jesus Christ, it just it never ends. It's like the game came out over a year ago now, and it's still coming up in the news. It's fucking nuts it's funny as unsubstantiated as things as claims may be when it comes to complaints like this like if you get enough of them you can you can assume with a pretty safe bet that it's occurring enough for it to be an issue i, I think purely purely the fact that it's a game developed by bethesda just it pays credence yeah. to that it could be happening you know what i mean if it was another developer who, who didn't put out broken shit then maybe i'd, I'd believe them but this is Bethesda yeah, we're talking and about. that's the other thing. You're quite right. Bethesda kind of has that track record of, yeah. like, they, they really... Um, their quality control is not great, but they used to do games that were so good that you would overlook that that issue and you would just go, well, you know, um, every now and again my game will just fucking crash or there'll be some game-breaking thing that'll happen, but the game is so fucking fun that it doesn't matter. I'll just load back into it, whatever. But 
shit when for this sort of stuff to be happening right after they release their subscription services it just seems like they're really they're they're in two minds about they they seem to want to have their cake and eat it too where they want all the money but they don't seem to be investing nearly enough resources into sustaining this thing yep fuck fallout 76 i'm never going to play that game the the way they sold it was yeah it's fallout and we took out all the fallout like you know all the story all the all the NPCs with their interesting side stories that that was all gone. So yeah, never going to play that game. And I feel if, bad for the people that that did pick the game because yeah. they obviously love the Fallout franchise yeah, and it, what it could be. People defend it, man. There's a yeah. lot of people on Reddit and that who love the game and good. Yeah, if you're enjoy, you're enjoying it, if it's what you you were hoping for, that's good for you. But yeah, just it's just definitely not what I look for. And well, sorry, you guys aren't being supported by your fucking developer to fix minor bugs. Cause yeah, like, yeah, that sucks. They, they are being supported just very poorly. Yeah, <laughs> creating more issues. Oh, <laughs> Jesus okay, so. Alrighty, so Fallout 76 was uh, something that happened. Now, something else that happened, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, was the Game Awards. And that's that's what I've titled this here, the Game Awards happened. Okay. <laughs> because that's about the most interesting thing about it. It was a fucking slow year, I'll yeah, say that straight uh, off the yeah, bat. Yeah, like. uh, 100%. And look, uh, look uh, the reason why I didn't talk about this is because me personally, I'm not a big fan of the Game Awards. It seems like a big trailer show that they just sort of throw awards in just so people will come and listen. Like... Why they why they just rattle off a bunch of award winners in between trailers without showing any clips or presenting awards to anyone? Yeah, I, would, I, I don't understand. It just makes their own awards look unimportant, you know. And it, it, even like for, for the big awards, <laughs> but, Zach, where they do miss- actually- but Zach, you're missing the point. It's 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 an advertising tool yeah, to trick is, people into watching the ads like, to uh, buy new games. But make the other stuff good, <laughs> so we can tolerate those fucking ads. For yeah. God's sake, like for my like the like. <laughs> It just makes no sense to me. Like even even the like for game of the year, I didn't watch this year, so I don't know if they've changed this. But the year that I watched, for the most important thing, they still just had Jeff Keighley or whoever it was just read out the nominees, and then they did like actually hand out the award and whatnot. But you know why not have like five seconds from a trailer in each when you when you're reading out the nominees, like what the Oscars do, you know, just to give people an idea on what the fucking who the awards are for yeah. like not everyone who's watching it knows every single game that came out and not to mention if they're trying to sell shit then why wouldn't they include that because someone might see and go oh look control was a nominee for game of the year and oh shit the quick few seconds of gameplay looks really good i might check out more of that game and mm. might pick it up well why, yeah they, why, it, it's just yeah it's beyond me they choose to do it the way they fucking do it they uh, do, it just seems used to be the whole benefit of those awards because i yeah. mean like think about any other industry award where like um i'm just going to throw it out there like a uh, train safety regulation industry award um where it's just people sort of patting each other on the back for another great year in the train safety industry and this company did this thing right and this company did this thing right so go with them yeah. for future things yeah um yeah. like it seems like even you showing me a trailer for a new game that hasn't even been released yet yep. in this in this show, it seems like they're sort of like they don't seem to understand what the point of those awards normally are. They're meant to be celebrating mm-hmm. things that have already been done. Not look, I think it's fine. Like, because it gets more people interested if you have trailers for stuff that hasn't come out yet. There's a lot of nerds out there who are like, oh, you know, oh, there could be a trailer for this coming. There could yeah. be a trailer, and they, and it get, yeah, does get the hard part. But I think, I think well, exactly. But I, I still think 
the the main issue it wouldn't be such an issue if they didn't treat the awards like they're the secondary thing you're there for and they treated the tra- that, that's, that's my the main problem, problem with yeah, it, yeah and that's that's what i mean and what i'm getting at is that because they they're putting all of this time focusing mm. on the trailers for new games that that's all time that they could have actually been putting in the trailers and the footage from the games that have been successful yeah. the ones that they're trying to yeah. say these are great you should buy them if you don't mm. if you haven't <sighs> um but yeah look i heard sekiro got, got swept the awards because it was such yeah. a fucking you got slow, game of the yeah. year look i won't go through every single yeah. thing that it fucking won. i was going to go through the nominees but now no. I'm just speaking to to you about it it just it's my eyes are rolling and i just no it was such a slow year man yeah i, I really just couldn't can't. care but yeah sekiro shadows died twice got got game of the year and just a shout out to uh, Disco Elysium, which also won a bunch of awards as well too, got best best narrative, um, which is good on them. You know, indie indie studio. Yeah, that's true. It is an indie that, game, but... and and you, it is good to see indie games succeeding. It was just not yeah. a game that I could get into because it had no real gameplay. It was just a narrative. It was okay, an yeah. narrative. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. And and that's uh, what you're there for. You know what? It, my problem is very much personal and subjective, and it's not fair. You know, because plenty of people love it, but. I don't find the hard-boiled detective narrative very interesting. And it's it's just something where, I don't know why, I just mentally switch off because it always feels very much sort of the same. So, like, you know, if you do like hard-boiled detective stuff, you're going to fucking love the game. Mm. Well, the reason why I brought the Game Awards up because there was something from the Game Awards that I wanted to talk about, and that is they revealed the Xbox Series X. So this is an actual mm. look. At what the X, the latest Xbox, which will be called Series X now, that's mm. that's the official name, uh, is going to look like. Uh, it was funny. My uh, one of my my good friends, uh, Tom Twohand, actually sent me the link to this to be like, "Oh, are you gonna? I think you're gonna have a chat about this on the podcast." So it's, it's just gonna be a big X. My oh my god! And 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 the PlayStation's oh, just man, gonna be a big I'll, V. I'll show you right now, and we'll get your live reaction. <sighs> this is the Xbox Series X. Ew. Yeah, so they're going oh, for the more tower design. So they just gave you, you up, can, didn't they? You can Google at home, people. It's just a computer. Unless you're driving, then don't. <laughs> Dude, that's just a fucking computer. Yeah, it just looks straight up ah. like it's a computer tower, well. basically. Now, look, I think the, <laughs> my main issue with this would be, how are you going to store that? Like, it's going to be really... Most, most storage spaces are built for things to be flat. And I think a lot of people are going to have, a, have a, a bit of pain in the ass having to put this thing like behind their TV or something like that because I, I don't know where you put this in some kind of TV cabinet. But Yeah, it's look, true. It ma- definitely... Um, maybe that, it helps with ventilation because it's thinner yeah. and there's less surface space that it's covered uh, over something. I'm not yeah. too sure. but And heat rises so they want it, you know, there's probably less hard, there's less equipment in the higher part of the machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I can understand. This is it. all speculation, it, by the way. I don't yeah. actually know at all if it will help with ventilation. I'd, I'm just assuming. Well, look, most it. I couldn't imagine any other fucking reason why it just looked like a big tall box. Yeah, I don't know why they've gone with this design. I got to say, look, look. It's just a computer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. It's just that it's just it's meh. Yeah. yeah, it's just it is what it is. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not an Xbox person, so I know I'm not going to be buying this. <laughs> you so. know what, man? At least it's not a big V. Yeah, hey, yeah. Because uh, I was be honest, thinking I'd, big yeah. X, and if it was a big X, I was just going to fucking die. Yeah, I'd I'd prefer a tower to a big V. That's for sure. <laughs> My like God, the, the V. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to say. 
the V and then giggle. No, I'm, yep, yep, I'm yep. kind of yeah, because uh, I really want to go with the PlayStation because yeah, because of the history behind games, it yeah. and and the exclusives. But the mm. um, Xbox is doing at least the right things in my mind to stay interesting. Like okay. they're going, okay, well, fuck it, we're not going to do anything particularly exciting. It's just going to be purely utilitarian. Yep. We just want a machine that is the best. I'm yep. hoping that's what they're. That's why it looks like nothing. Yeah, um, it's. I, I think you're on the money there for sure. It, yeah. I, th- I think they're just like this is going to be a box that plays games. We're not yeah. selling you anything fancy or weird or whatever. It's going to so. be an X box, <laughs> Series X. So what? The next one's going to be Series Y. No, they'll like, do something different yeah, each year. It's just weird. Well, they, but then, are they going to keep the series thing though? Is it the next uh, one going to be Series fucking Belfast or something? No, because they no, because they keep. Every single now that we know what their sort of strategy is, they try something different every single console they go with, yeah. And it feels like it's going to be the beginning of like a line of things, and it never yeah. is. So, you had your Xbox 360, so everyone was going, Oh, is it going to be a 720 or a yeah, 1080? Oh, it was I, just I, Xbox One, and then yeah. we're like, Oh, is it going to be an Xbox Two? Yeah, uh, and now it's Xbox X. It's, uh, I, I, I think the only reason why. Because with Xbox, after the Xbox 360 went to Xbox One, it's like, yeah, you could just name it whatever. I think it's just using series because it's something that we're so familiar with. Like, you know, that like, mm. you know, TVs might have their series or what, whatever. Like, it's just, some, it's just something that, I don't know, it just makes you think in your mind that you're going to mm. expect to see another series from them at some point. Look, so, who, I've got a prediction for you for the, for the, um, Look, if the Xbox, if if Microsoft Xbox hasn't completely fucked itself into the ground by the time there's the next generation console, so not this upcoming one, but the one after, yep, um, they will drop all of the X's and it'll just be bow. Okay, I hope so. Just bow, <laughs> and it'll it'll just be bow. Bow in the house. And they'll go. They'll go. There's no more X. We've dropped the Series X. We've dropped all X's. X is gone. We're bow. And and, and X, no, X is will, no longer going to give it to you. <laughs> and the five people that are still buying Microsoft Xbox products will go, yes, that's brilliant. Man, yeah, no, don't, don't be so sure that that this could this could be a failure because, like, like if if history tells us anything, PlayStation's not going to stay on top. No, no console has stayed on top Ooh. over more than one generation. Oh, they will dominate that, okay. and then someone else always comes back. And like with you know PS3, it got sm- Sony was riding high off of PS2. Thought it was the greatest thing ever. And uh, PS3 came out. They wanted to charge a million dollars for it. You know, one of them came out and said, "Yeah, just get a second job if you can't afford it." <laughs> Mate, I've, and, I've, yeah, and they, they suffered I, for that. I get you saying that, but I've stuck through with Xbox for a very long time, not particularly by choice, just because you know I've I've had mates that have been I've been lucky enough for them to give me the free <laughs> Xbox. So mm. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna bother with the PS because of that, but. They they seem to get worse as time progresses. They're not. Yeah. They they don't seem to to do better. Well, I've got some d- details for you here of the Xbox Series X. Uh, this article is written by Vic Hood and Bill Thomas out of Tech Radar. Xbox Series X is the name of the next generation Xbox releasing in late 2020. Previously known by its semi code name Xbox Project Scarlet. The Xbox Series X was officially and surprisingly revealed at the Game Awards 2019 with a trailer that showed off the next Xbox's new blocky design. We already knew when the new when the next Xbox would release and a few of the specs on offer, 
but remained in the dark about its design or what it was actually called. Thanks to the announcement, we now know the Xbox Series X will be a bit of a departure both design-wise and name-wise from its predecessors, sporting a blockier style that's similar to that of a small gaming PC with an upright (laughs) tower design. Doesn't nothing yeah. small about it. It looks fucking huge. Yeah, no, but then think about it of that photo next to the controller. Maybe it's not that big. I'm, oh. not, I'm guessing maybe it's about that. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, yeah. I just showed Lockie something about a foot high. I guess maybe a bit shorter. So <laughs> anyway, you it'll look like an amp or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, okay. thanks to some great reporting by Kotaku's Jason Schreier, we know that there is indeed a lower spec console in the works from Microsoft that will still play all the next gen games. Project Lockhart will be the discless console, a trait that it will carry forward from the Xbox One S all digital edition. But Kotaku's sources believe it will be substantially more powerful than Microsoft's current discless Xbox and will come with both a solid state hard drive and a faster CPU than any current game console and thank god i didn't oh, really? say dickless because game. every time i say discless i yeah. always gonna say dickless <laughs> yeah i i did i i, I thought you're gonna go for it at, at one point but you didn't and you stuck you stuck the landing so um congratulations i'm, I'm, I'm too mature for that <laughs> i thought i thought you'd know that by now. so um yeah so they promised so so their big promise is that the consoles will be better than the current generation it's great yeah. Wow, they are setting low low goals. Well, who to thunk? I was I thought they would they would they would step back, but yeah, yeah, they, like I mean, like they couldn't promise anything. They couldn't make a safer promise if they possibly could. I feel like um their marketing team was told to market. I mean, they they were given no information about this thing, and so, and they were still told to market it. Yeah. So they said the safest thing that can't be legally disputed. <laughs> Because yeah, that, that's just so safe. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, we don't have a lot of information out of this this reveal, rather, rather than what it's going to look like. Which I'm surprised they they've released so so early. Usually expect to find things out like that a <laughs> yeah. little bit closer to it. Yeah, but yeah. now how good got on PlayStation now they've got a bit of extra time to tweak things yeah. to react to the competition. And yeah, so I'm, we we know it's going to be a box. And it's going to be faster than the current generation console. Wow. Wow. The Xbox is going to be a box and it's going to be faster. Hard, hard hitting journalism from news to reviews. We find the the most interesting stories. And yes, the next generation Xbox will be more powerful than the previous generation. You heard it here first. You can, you can use us as a source. Feel free. Uh, we are not. I forget. We are not peer reviewed though. So you can't use us in your uh, dissertation if you're thinking. Oh my god, I've got to stop randomly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, so. <laughs> a dissertation on a video game. My yeah, goodness. Hey, hey, okay. Yeah, it could happen. Um, I'm sure it already has because nerds are ruling the earth right now. It's probably oh, what Bill Gates did his dissertation on if he finished college. Oh my god, I need to stop rambling. Sony State of you Play. You heard it here. Bill Gates went to college. Sony State of Play. Ah, oh, that was another thing that happened. That yep. came out on the 10th of December. Now, I actually watched this one. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So, Sony State of Play, they've started doing a thing, which is they've basically just ripped off the Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I, I thought they were ripping off the State of Origin. That's where I was sort of getting that uh, that from. Uh, but uh, Would a Japanese company rip off a, uh, uh, an Australian <laughs> <laughs> sports, <laughs> random sports league? I think you're absolutely 100% right. Yeah, I think I've... I think I've 
Once again, yeah, breaking the the, the, the the biggest stories in games journalism All right. here on so tell me, Reviews. So, so tell me Sony. what this Nintendo Direct knockoff is. Sony State of Play came out on the 10th of de- December. I just wanted to talk about a few of the things that were on there. Untitled Goose Game is coming to PS4, so... If you're a PS4 player, fucking lucky you. I know you're shrugging your shoulders there, Lockie, because you're like, this makes no difference to me, and you're right, it uh, doesn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, congratulations, you can now get... Why? They, they should bring it on, out to PC. I don't, don't see what's not on PC. There's a... I'm, I'm being a cynical fuck. <laughs> it, it, if you ha- don't have a Nintendo Switch because you don't want ni- Super Smash, I totally get it, and now you... Don't need to get an entire console to enjoy the Untitled Goose game. That's right, that's right. They also revealed a uh, magic-based battle royale. So it was just like your standard-looking battle royale, except everyone's using magical powers on each other. So uh, Uh, This is in the Untitled Goose game? No, this is in State of Play. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that was the the next reveal. okay, because that would have been quite a nice DLC to see. Yeah, yeah, it would have been definitely random, yeah, yeah. I would like to see the Goose in a battle royale, that's for sure. I think he'd do well. Okay, so is the battle royale a a game or...? Yeah, it's a magic-based battle royale. It was revealed in the State of Play, and yeah, there's not really much more information about it other than that i thought it looks like maybe it'll be good i don't know we'll have to wait and see but dreams uh got a release date it's coming out february 14th 2020 are you familiar with dreams at all i feel like everything you're saying to me is feeling like this very surreal like, like you're in a dream. Uh, you're like telling me about dreams, and and then you you said like a battle royale and a state of play. Origins. I'm just listing like, off. Just, what, I'm just like, listing off what what was I, in I the feel state. Like of play. I'm, I feel like I'm experiencing like some form of early onset dementia. Like I just, nothing is. Well, just in, just doesn't make any sense. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Then so dreams. Game of the Year awards are showing trailers for games that haven't come out yet. So they're not games of the year. Oh no, we broke Lockie. Lockie, it's our last recording of the year because Lockie Show is broken. Show me Sekiro 2. <laughs> fucking showing it. <laughs> oh, luckily we're having a couple of weeks yeah, off. T- okay, so... 2019 has broken me, everyone. So, okay, so Dreams is the uh, latest game by Media Molecule and they're the guys who made... Uh, Little Big Planet. I'm not sure if you're familiar oh, with that one. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's awesome. PlayStation exclusive, yeah, but this game has fun. been in development. They announced it all the way back. It was either 2013 or 2014. Oh yeah, and it's been in just absolute development hell. And it's been in beta for a while now. Which the beta was meant to be a limited beta, yet they never reached the limit, which isn't a good sign as well. Uh, not enough people played your beta. It's one of those real wait and see, but I, I'm not, haven't got very high hopes for oh. dreams, which is really unfortunate for Media Molecule because I thought Little Bl- Big Planet was a cool, cool game with a lot of character. So I, I, I hope this isn't the so end good. of uh, Media Molecule. Hopefully that we see more to th- more out of them after this. Uh, the next game they showed was a really bizarre game. It was called Paper Beasts and it is a PSVR game and it just looked like this. Uh, did, have you ever played Journey before? No. So Journey was an indie game that released on PS3 a fair few years ago, and it, 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 this sort of this game it was it, it, Paper Beast was based in a desert, so it kind of gave me feels of that. Uh, but basically, it's a VR game where you seem to you manipulate these bizarre paper animals and whatnot. It's probably going to mm. have puzzle elements. We don't know a lot right now, but that looks like it could be cool. Okay. And yeah. uh, one of our favorite games of the year, Kingdom Hearts Three. Oh, oh God! I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm being sarcastic there, my God. Oh, they did. Oh. They got some DLC yeah, coming out. So, yay! If you enjoyed Kingdom Hearts three, there's more coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's you funny. You're gonna pay the. You're gonna play this DLC, are you? Well, look, I I didn't finish the the base game, so, so that's a new. I, I didn't even get to the point where I could get 
fed up with the plot. Yeah, I oh. just gave up on Elsa Planet because oh. there wasn't much Elsa going on. Well, that that happens pretty early on getting fed up with the plot, but you missed out the worst part, which was the ending, which was about eighty percent cutscenes, I think, for the last like three or four hours. So I really need to to um I, I do need to fucking watch these and see how this train wreck ends no you don't you really don't you will live a great life if you oh. never watch this shit it was uh, maybe loved, it'll mean something to I you because you enjoy the Hearts one and two so much but i just <laughs> three bad. three i just there was it's so bad. there was just so much crap and and like you you were just fighting you were just yeah. fighting organization 12 again from yeah. the um no, Organization 13 from the second game, and they were back, and the, yep. there was no explanation to it. Did they explain why Organization 13 was Man, back? don't ask me any questions about anything to Did do they... with the plot. I don't remember any of it. It was all just jargon to me. Anyway, look, let's let's let's, <laughs> okay, let's, let's yeah. move on for this, from that anyway. Uh, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds got its release date of uh, 24th of April 2020. Have you heard about this one? It's a new asymmetrical multiplayer one where one car- one player plays as the predator and then four other people play as soldiers i believe it's four oh, and yeah, okay, they, yeah. They, they have to try and complete objectives while the predator's trying to murder them which oh, sounds like sweet. it could be fun kind of in the vein of you know the friday the 13th game or yeah. dead by daylight that kind of a thing yeah i used to play a game um <laughs> oh god way back when on warcraft 3 called werewolf where yeah you've got like your beast that's um hidden as like the other villages and like you'll have to do shit so I love those sorts of games. They're heaps of fun. They're okay. good to play nice. with people. Well, yeah, you might, this bit might be one that you'll enjoy. Uh, I don't know if it's a PlayStation exclusive or not. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, Babylon's Fall uh, is a new ga- uh, platinum action game that's coming out. Didn't look that amazing to me, but we'll wait and see. Uh, like, it's a platinum action game. They're, 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 they're all like, pretty good at the very least. A lot of people... I, I enjoyed Nier Automata for sure. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake was finally confirmed. We talked about those rumors in previous episodes. It's coming out on the 3rd of April 2020, and that looks like it's going to be a good one. And once again, I'm not going to play it because I will shit my pants, and I cannot handle that stuff, so... Yeah, and then finally they showed a, a teaser for the Ghost of uh, Sashimi trailer. <laughs> I got to stop calling it that, but yeah, right. they showed a, 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 the the teaser, which is uh, of the, the teaser for the full trailer, which they ended up showing at the Game Awards. But yeah, that will do us for the news for this week, and that'll do us for the news for this year. Because yeah, there'll be no news in the next couple of weeks. So ooh, there we go. How, well, how do you... I got a question for you, Zach. Yeah. Um, look, 2019 is wrapping up, and there were a couple of decent games in there. Um, what would you say was your favourite? I haven't landed on that yet. I think for me it's between Jedi Fallen Order and The Outer Worlds. Mm. It's between one of those two. They're probably the games, the two games I had the most fun with this year. But I'm not too sure. Maybe in January, January we might do a bit of a Game of the Year episode and, and really, really hash it out. I'm okay. not too sure. All right, yeah, well, there's not a I'm whole gonna... lot coming out in January. So. Oh, I'm going to fucking spoil mine. mine. I haven't even played the game, but my my, my pick for <laughs> 2019 can't... top game is Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, you can't fucking pick something you haven't even... Oh, it looked actually, to be honest, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with one of our own and then we can come up for one for the show as well too, what our uh, Game I'm of the Year so for the di- show is. I'm so disappointed Whatever. in the games that I have played this year that i know with certainty that the one i haven't that everyone is raving about is yeah. the good one yeah yeah it's jedi fallen uh, order <laughs> well let's talk about some games that have come out in the last week we had shovel knight king of cards oh wait did that come out the week before? No, yeah that was this week shovel knight the king of cards came to pc and nintendo switch 
Sounds like a Shovel Knight card game. No, thank you. Uh, Mech Warriors 5 Mercenaries came to PC, and that's exclusively to PC. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, that came to PC as well. And Detroit Become Human also came to PC. Uh, have you, oh, have you, have Detroit you, Become Human, that that was a title that interested me. Everything yeah. else made me want to kill myself, okay. but that one, yeah, well, that what's was going a, on with that, that one? That was initially a PlayStation exclusive, um, and I, I played through that this year and I platinumed it. And I, look, I enjoyed Detroit Become Human. Look, is it tropey? Yes. But if you liked David Cage's games, like if you liked, um, oh, what was the one he, there was Beyond Two Souls, which no one liked. And there was a one before that that everyone loved where you... Ah, oh, it's the, the, the crime thriller one. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm... Heavy Rain. I don't know if you ever played Heavy Rain. That was a PlayStation exclusive, I think, as well, too. <laughs> no, but Yeah, no, Detroit Become Human, I, I did enjoy. I would, I would definitely recommend it. Maybe, maybe wait for it to come on special because it's a narrative-only game. You're just making uh-huh. dialogue choices and just walking around worlds. It's it's not... There's, there's no real gameplay in the oh, game. Okay, so, but there's so, so many wait different, for the YouTube release. That, yeah, exactly. There's, oh, that's already on YouTube because it's been out on PlayStation. Oh, for like awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, I know yeah. what I'm doing for the next couple of yeah, yeah, there you go. But there's the thing that's cool about this game is there's so many branching paths. And I know a lot of games try to say that they do this, but this is the first game where I felt, holy shit. And like I, I had my mate Hunter play through it at the same time as me. We had completely different stories. And it was like, like similar plot points, of course. Mm. But yeah, our, our stories played out very differently from each other, which I think is... Super, super cool that you can yeah, both play the same game, have a very, very different experience. So yeah, look, I, I definitely recommend Detroit Become Human if you if you haven't played it, but just be aware there's no gameplay. You're playing a fucking story, and that's it. Is it a hard boiled detective? You, one of the characters is a detective. He is an android detective. So, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. That one too is really cool. But look, like- it's getting a little bit warm in here, so let's take a <laughs> bit of a break, and then we'll jump back into what we have been playing. Lucky, you've already told me you haven't uh, had haven't played anything new this week. No, it's been pretty slow over it, it, the last couple. It of is weeks. A, yeah, it is a slow time of year, and that's why I've been playing some things that are a little bit older. Now, I'll get the the older of the two things that I've played out of the road first, and that is uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum. On uh, I, I played it the uh, Arkham Collection on PS4, mm. so it's remastered you know slightly slightly up oh, and uh, i didn't know they remastered it yeah sure. yeah look it's not it's not a massive jump up from the original but oh yeah i do love me some batman arkham mm. oh these games the reason why i replayed it i was waiting for jedi fallen order to come out and I, I felt like playing a third person action game with some good combat and arkham asylum is precisely that so that's why i'm reviewing it this week uh well i played it weeks ago at this point now but i've played it that many times i can review oh, okay. it okay no problem i'll finish this game i reckon minimum six times something like that you I played t- that game six times at, yeah. at the very least I, when i had it on ps3 i'm pretty sure i finished it twice in a row when oh, i first got okay. it because i loved it so much. this is it's a, a long game too it's not oh no it's, it's short not, as anything when you're sure you, but no arkham way. city is longer it's about 12 to 16 hours where really? if you play yeah. batman arkham asylum it's about if you know what you're doing you can get it done like four and a half five oh, hours, okay yeah. but yeah i think the first playthrough is probably like eight hours maybe something like that yeah yeah it's not not as yeah. long as the others but it's yeah, perfect length in my opinion though great game fantastic so yeah, that's why I decided to yeah review it. Oh God, what a what a game Batman Arkham Asylum is! I remember playing the demo on PS3. I downloaded the demo from the the Sony uh, play from the PSN, and I replayed that demo 
must have been 20 or 30 times because I just love that combat so much. It was only like a five, 10 minute segment of the game, but my mm. God, I loved it. And yeah, as soon as, uh, I think it was on Boxing Day, I went out to buy it because I was hoping to get it for cheap and I still couldn't find it for cheap and didn't care because I was so keen to play that game. And my God, yeah. So Batman Arkham Asylum, it was the uh, first in the Batman games by Rocksteady and it really, it really set the stage for, for third person combat for a while. We've seen a few games mimic it. Uh, uh, after that like we had um mm. uh what was it uh, uh, uh middle earth shadow of mordor and shadow of war that was the combat was stripped straight from batman arkham asylum uh and then we had uh, also had spider-man which you could definitely tell the combat for that was in- inspired through arkham even though it played far far differently to what arkham does and my god what a what a tight combat system it is so bloody good you, you've played this game yeah? oh i played it it was good yeah what do you what do you think of the combat system in it well look it was a while ago when i played it and i don't know if they perfected it until arkham city because arkham city was look arkham asylum was so so good when it came out and then it felt like arkham city just ironed out those slight little kinks in the gameplay so everything felt really buttery. 2009, so it was released over 10 years there ago. There you go, so it didn't Holy even make shit. it into the into the decade. Yeah, crazy. Oh, God. well, we're, we're talking about the remaster, so it's still relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but fuck, it, it was... Um, yeah, I remember it being a really good game. What mm. I loved about it the most was the cutscenes involved and the characterization around, um, mm. you know, the actual comic book focus of it. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I w- I'd watched the Batman movies, but I didn't really know much about the comics. Um, this game got me really interested in all of that stuff in a really great way. Yes, big time. I, I had the exact same experience. I'd always been a fan of Batman, and I liked the Christopher Nolan movies for sure. Uh, but as far as games, I'd never played any Batman games, yeah. but th- that was, that was really it for me. I only knew him through the movies. I'm not a, I don't read comic books. So yeah, and the animated show I wasn't too into when I was a kid. I much, I much preferred Spider-Man. So yeah, it was, a, it, it really ignited my passion for Batman. And now I, I don't know it, between that, him and Spider-Man, which mm. one is my favorite. And I know that's such a, it's a bit of a cop out because that's everyone's favorites, Batman and Spider-Man, but they're just, there's a reason why. It's because there's fucking really good, oh, good superheroes. I and... find Spider-Man boring as shit. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> do, but who's your, who's your favorite superhero then? I mean, look, they're superheroes, so they're all sort of much of a muchness. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. You couldn't be asking a worse person. I guess, I guess Batman because his mm-hmm. universe is, um, more and... believable. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have powers and yeah. More believable, yeah. and then and then when it's not believable, because there's a lot of unbelievable bullshit that goes on even in the dark Batman universe. Like, yeah. they, it still feels fun. So like, they go into ninjas and shit, and, yeah, and like fucking ghosts and some guy the Lazarus pits. Like, I love all of that shit. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, one of the biggest sellers for me with Batman is I think that he has the greatest villain. In, uh, in, in any kind of superhero, uh, uh, superhero media. And that is the Joker, who was played by Mark Hamill <laughs> yeah. in Arkham Asylum. And my God, does he do a good job? He, oh, he, he's my Joker. He's my favorite Joker for sure. Yeah. And the whole sexual, um, the sexual energy behind the Joker, um, he's always flirting with Batman. And, mm. um, yeah, it seems like there's, there's like a strong sexual relationship that you don't know. I mean, I don't think Batman is reciprocating. I think Joker is nuts, but definitely it's a fun, it, it's a fun take on the whole thing, which, um, 
you know, from my perspective, was feeling a bit tired. You know, I, was, I thought, okay, I've done the Christopher Nolan universe. I'm yeah. kind of done with this. It was fine. Um, you know, that sort of shit coming out of left field was just yeah. made it really interesting. And I've got to say, since the Christopher Nolan movies, the, these Batman Arkham games have probably been my favourite uh, uh, Batman media that has come out in the last 10 years for sure mm. uh, I can't like I didn't like Batman vs Superman I didn't like Justice League yeah the live action stuff um, fails a lot apparently the animated movies from DC comics are a little bit yeah, better I have, but I haven't watched yeah I mean I've I've watched a couple and some of them are okay but nothing shit Red Red Mask or Red Red something Red Hood Red Hood that's yeah. it that was a that was a good movie. That was okay. um like it's not an amazing movie. It's not a, you know, it's not uh it's not a perfect movie, but it is a good solid movie. Yeah, these have been my favorite Batman stories in in, in media at, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Who, who knows what's going to happen with the Robert Pattinson Batman movie? I'm going to be watching that closely to see how that what? turns out. Oh. There is a Batman movie coming out where Robert Pattinson is going to be playing Batman. So it's I'm very curious to see what they're going to be doing with yeah Robert. He's been putting out some good movies lately. Apparently, I've I haven't watched. He's done a couple of indie films that have yeah. had great receptions and uh, he's sort of turning his career around a little bit. So, it's, it's, oh, it's, good it's, for it's, him. It's I mean, happens. I don't want to go look. Every time I think that Batman, the Batman universe is getting tired and played out, um, something different happens. We then had the Batman franchise games, which were fucking incredible. Yeah. And then after that, we just got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which was uh, a lot of fun. I love that movie. Um, although I, I still, I still would argue that that movie would, even if there was no reference to the Batman world, that movie would have been successful. Yeah, it, it didn't have to have the Joker in it. It yeah. kind of wasn't really the Joker. It was an interesting take on the Joker, but not like any Joker that's been in any kind of comics and what, comics and whatnot. But Yeah, I in, and the, the ending bit where they're like, oh, this is an, another Batman origin story, which, yep. you know, we've seen that so many times. Yep. So I was just like, ah. Yeah. But then they had the giant rat from the beginning, which was referenced in the newspaper um, payoff, and you see a little giant rat at the end of it, which made it good again for me. So okay. it, it had a point. All righty. Well, yeah, look, comparatively, <laughs> that is the joke, and we are talking about Batman Arkham Asylum. And Batman Arkham Asylum, I've got to say, the story's good. It does fall apart at the end, though, and I won't spoil why that is. But there's a there's a it does doesn't it? There's a boss battle at yeah. the end that just feels really out of place for the rest of the game, and it was a bizarre way for them to end it. And I th- maybe I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a trend back then. Bioshock did the exact same thing. They had a really bizarre boss at the end, which I, I, they should have just ended the game. And in the segment before that, I think people who've, out there playing who've played that know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's really the only sort of negative I can really have with this game. And oh, it feels a little bit out of place now. Like some of the cutscenes, bas- like Harley Quinn and and uh, and Poison Ivy are basically porn stars. And you, yeah, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't really like. I remember my mum walking in when I was playing the scene where they interact with each other. She's like, "What the fuck are you playing? I'm swear it's Batman. Hey, it's not yeah. some kind of weird interactive porno." It, yeah, yeah, but, I yeah, love but, Harley uh, Quinn because yeah, she's overly sexualized and it's yeah. just great. But that's that's ten years ago. That's how our, our games were a lot more like that back then. But um, well, yeah, know, look, yeah, but that, that's the, the, literally the only qualms I can come up with. The story's great. The way that I, I love the way they incorporate Killer Croc into it. Uh, the way they tease everything with it, such a great intro sequence, like one of the best intro sequences in any game when they're walking you through the, the facility the first time that you're there, mm. really sets everything up and sets the tone for the game. What a, yeah, what, what a fantastic game. Arkham Asylum. It's still 
one that I can recommend today. It still holds up because the combat system just works so well. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's still a great play. So if you haven't played this, pick up the Arkham collection for, for sure. Mm. If, if you're, if you're a fan of Batman, you should play this. The, the Arkham games make you feel like Batman, which I know is a bit of a meme at this point to say that, but they really do more than what any other uh, Batman game does in, in, in my opinion. So. Yeah, definitely check this one out, and I'll, I will give my rating for Batman Arkham Asylum. I will give it uh, eight batarangs out of nine. Mm. All right. Yeah, I really, I really bloody enjoyed this game. I what fucking a- loved Arkham City so much. The yeah, oh, was Arkham so City, so good. And I may, quick teaser for you all, I may be talking about a Batman Arkham game during my uh, top ten games of <gasps> all time. What? But let's, I, I digress, let's continue with what I've been playing. So the other thing, I've, uh, I've had some uh, days gone as uh, from playing this game, and it makes sense because the game is called Days Gone. Now, this is a game that came out April this year, and it, it was uh, very mixed to say the least. Uh, probably, if anything, I'd say that the, the reviews were quite mediocre for this game. Uh, but I thought, look, it looked interesting to me, the horde mechanics I'd seen in gameplay trailers and whatnot. It's, this is an open world zombie game. I thought, you know, those look interesting enough to me that maybe later on when it gets a bit cheaper, I'll give it a crack. And yeah, look, it came on special, the pre-owned version. Uh, I thought I'll, I'll, I'll give it a crack. Why not? And, and uh, this is the breaking point of zombie games. And then, and then, yeah, days gone. So far, I've, I've played about, Six to eight hours, maybe something, something around that, and and I'm having a lot of fun so far. Okay. Um, one of the main issues when it first came out was there was a lot of bugs and whatnot, a lot of issues. And when I when I got this game, I couldn't even play it the first night because the patch for it was 26 gig. So yeah, okay, massive yeah. patch. It took all night to download, but I got to say, I, I think I've only had one little bug, like some enemy clipped through the ground in the entire time I've been playing so far. And yeah, they, they seem like they've, they've sort of ironed out those, those wrinkles. But, um, so far the narrative is a bit bizarre. They sort of keep jumping backwards and forwards in time. And they, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> How far in time are we talking? Are we well, like, um, like j- right before it all fell apart. So okay. it, it, yeah, a little bit weird the way they do the storytelling. The voice acting's all been pretty good. The writing for the most part isn't too bad. Um, but I'm, I'm still very early on. I've, I've heard that the uh, story missions get very repetitive. They turn into just, can you find this person? Can you go clear out this camp? Can you go get this package for me? And, and that's the, been all I've been doing so far. Well, so H- Hideo Kojima really likes packages. Yeah, there you go. So, so like, you know, if, if, if I get 30, popular. yeah, exactly. And if I get 30 to 40 hours into this and it's still just the exact same kind of mission structure, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get bored. But for now, like the, the way they've designed the world, I think it looks really good. You know, if, if Red Dead 2 didn't exist, I would say this is one of the you know, best looking open world games I've ever played, but mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 sort of set a, a high bar that, that I think people aren't going to hit for uh, quite a while. But yeah, so, so, so look, I'm not going to give a definitive review score for Days Gone just yet because, yeah, I've, as I said, I've only played six to eight hours. But yeah, the, 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 the combat. Mm. not too bad it's kind of last of us-esque like you, the, the way your, your ridicule will sway so it's really hard to land headshots basically to try and make things slightly more realistic i guess i'm not too sure and the, yeah look it, it feels okay mm. the shooting and whatnot it's definitely not what you're playing it for you're more playing it for the world and the atmosphere like the first time i came across a horde you know i'm just driving through on my motorbike oh yeah you have a motorbike in this game which is a massive mechanic 
the, is it fun? It, it, yeah, the motorbike's not too bad. They, yeah. A little bit, it drives a little bit slow, which I think they kind of had to make it that way because you're winding through a lot of dirt tracks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it feels a bit weird that you feel like you should be able to be going a lot quicker than what you are. Uh, but for the most part, it's pretty fun. I'm not. It has this weird sort of uh, survival systems in it, and it has fuel for the motorbike. So you got to keep refueling it, and fuel is quite scarce as well, t- as well too, mm. which is a bit of a pain in the ass mechanic. But you know, so far it hasn't gotten too annoying. And the bike, you also have to repair it and stuff too. So I think I've had one time where my bike just stopped working because I'd smashed it up so much, and then I had zombies after me, and that was a pretty cool sort of. Uh, a, a cool gameplay immersive uh, emergent sort of moment okay. but yeah. uh, I, I can see why that would get super annoying later on down the track so one of those things we'll, we'll sort of just have to wait and see look um, that's the tricky part with those sorts of games when they try and build in realistic elements yeah. into the game and you don't know whether or not the ca- the mechanic because all of it impedes the player from doing whatever their main yeah. plot line is so the purpose of it needs to actually outweigh or the frustration in it impeding you has to be outweighed by the fun that it generates or the immersion that it generates. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. And I think uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a perfect example of that. I I played that game. I played that game like a cowboy simulator and I enjoyed it playing it that way, but a lot of people had issues with how slow it was and the controls and whatnot. And that's where I I fall. Yeah, exactly. And I could see people having these same issues with Days Gone. And now... It's implemented a lot better than games like Ghost Recon Bland Point, where they've put in these survival shit, and it's just kind of like, why do they even bother? Look, okay, I'll, I'll give an example of, um, and and I think this is where it really boils down to the personal interest of the player and what they enjoy out of games in general. Is in Red Dead Redemption Two, you can search drawers, buy the drawer to see what's inside the drawer, to then select the thing that you want to take out of the drawer. That is too much in yeah, a sequence I, to yeah, just get yeah. items to loot something. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree with that. And too. so I would swing way onto the other side of like Borderlands 3 where you look at something, you can see what's in it yeah. and you take it. Hold square and it just done. gets sucked into your inventory. Yeah. And and it's just in there and it's done. But and then and then Hideo Kojima takes it to the end degree in the other direction of realism yeah. where you're just fucking the game is managing the inventory yeah. for the rest of the game <laughs> so like yeah we it's interesting 2019 has seen a lot of extremes on either side oh. and i guess i i i like convenience i like luxury yeah. so i can focus on what at least i i find to be important which is the actual game yeah yeah big time yeah no it's not not been the greatest year for game even days gone was such an anomaly because usually this one's a playstation exclusive and this was made by Sony Ben, which is an in-house studio. So mm. usually PlayStation exclusives, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, you expect this sort of level of polish and just, you know, Spider-Man, they just, they seem to not be able to release anything crap. And then Days Gone came out and this was delayed as well too. Mm. And it still ended up releasing broken and uh, getting mediocre reviews. So very, very do bizarre. You, do you feel that it's improved? Do you feel that the reviews from when it was released are, are still accurately reflecting the state of the game now? I, I think gameplay-wise, they are. Like, the, if, if the things from the reviews, like when they were complaining about the repair of the bike and the survival elements, yeah. those things all still apply. They're, they're still all there in the game. But some of the, a lot of the glitches and that, yeah, they have fixed those up for sure. And now I am okay. playing on a PS4 Pro. I don't know if it's any different on a regular PS4, but... 
yeah, so far it's been running running quite well for me, and I've had yeah very little issues. Some of it a little bit more jank than what you'd expect for a PlayStation exclusive, I guess. Yeah. You now when you're talking to the people in the camps, the the uh, animations for their lips moving don't look the greatest. It's a bit of like it's almost like the Bethesda you know mouth flapping around. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. look, that's not a game breaker for oh, me. No. If, oh no. If, yeah. if I'm ha- if like the whole. I, I, I'm guessing the game is like mostly running away from zombies and shit and it being atmospheric horror. There's if a lot they're of nailing that, then, you know, you can yeah, sort of deal oh, with the uh, cheaper production yeah. elements. Well, as I said, yeah, the best the best moments I've had so far have been the emergent sort of gameplay moments. Like, yeah, when I first saw a horde spilling out of a train car, mm. that was that was like, oh shit, i got to get the hell out of here. And then I was clearing out some nests. I'm like, there's one more nest and I can't find it. And then I come across this cave and as I approach the cave I can hear what it sounds like a whole ton of zombies in there just making their little weird murmuring noises like mm. oh dang there's a lot of zombies in there and I went in there and oh dang there was a lot of zombies in there so it's yeah. cool things like that like coming across nests and those crazy yeah. hordes really cool but yeah if it's going to keep me interested for apparently what's a 30 to 40 hour story that's an, that's going to be another thing. I'm I'm very curious to see how it's going, yeah. going to go. Yeah, there. but I I've got the next. Yeah, we we, we don't have a regular episode for the next couple of weeks, so I've got a bit of time that I can sink, sink into it. And yeah, when uh, when uh, January, the first episode of January comes kicking around, then uh, I'll be able to give a final review score on it then. But at the moment, I I can't say I would just recommend this game. Maybe if you're if you're desperate for a zombie game, play Left 4 Dead because. <laughs> Hearing you, t- hearing you talk about this game is, m- I'm just thinking absentmindedly. Yeah. Damn, Left 4 Dead was a good game because yeah. the things that you like about this game atmospherically and you know hearing the zombies in the other room, Left 4 Dead had all of that and it was fun. Yeah. And and so far for me, I, I would recommend Dying Light over this for sure. But yeah. Dying Dying Light, uh, yeah, first person kind of game and a very very different sort of game. But yeah, as I said, once I know more, then you will know more. But yeah, that's uh, that's it now. That's it for 2019 in gaming impressions. Wow, it really went out with a bang, didn't it? That's it. That's it. it? Wow. No one would say Days Gone is a whimper. I don't think. Oh, maybe it is. Wow, what a year. So as we said, this may be our final regular episode, but over the next two weeks, we'll be releasing uh, in in two parts. We'll be releasing our top 10 favorite games of all time. So you can look forward to that. You will still be getting some content from us. But as for now, if you would like to send us some feedback, uh, you can send us an email at news to reviews podcast at gmail.com or you can just check us out on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. All that stuff helps us. Also, uh, if you could rate us on iTunes or leave us a review, that stuff helps us as well. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening to us throughout 2019 and uh, working out all the kinks in this thing. Yeah, now we have for our us get through this year. That's it. Now, now we've got our pop filters and a couple of mics now, so we get we're getting there as far as our setup goes. So hopefully right. yeah, from here on out, we're gonna you're gonna hear some far better quality from us. And, That's uh, right, and hopefully we'll be hearing better quality from um, the the actual companies that make games. Um, yeah. you know, we'll be getting new consoles in the new year. Um, Google Stadia, I'm sure, will be will continue being the runaway success that it has been <laughs> up until this point. My God, yeah, <laughs> a lot of, we got a lot of fun shit. Look, if it turns out. It probably will improve, but I kind of hope it doesn't now because I like I like hearing about the disaster. Man, there's there's a lot of stuff to look forward to in the first half of 2019, <laughs> uh, 2020. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm excited for the first half of the year for sure. So yeah, once again, thanks everyone for listening to us in this uh, this year 2019, and you'll yeah you'll be hearing it from us in, over the next couple of weeks. 
And then we will be back in uh, the first week of January, uh, back in the regular release schedule with the regular news to reviews, news and impressions. And God, I know I've said it like 10 times now, but thanks again for listening. It's, uh, this is my dream to do this podcast, and I've, I've, I've really enjoyed these conversations with Lockie, and I, I hope you guys all enjoy it as well, too. Uh, yeah, anything left to say for the year 2019 to our listeners, Lockie? Um, bring on 2020, because 2019's shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, bring on 2020. And yeah, everyone, 2020. everyone, it's this crazy, crazy holiday time of year, so please... Look out for yourselves and look out for one another. And, and the can, rest you let, of can you let Archie in so I can hear him scratching at the door? Hello, Gosh. buddy. Go to bed. Yeah, he'll get tangled. Oh, there we go. Come on. Oh, there, we go. Oh, there he is. At stay. Stay there, buddy. No, no, no. Yeah, you're very cute. Stay on the bed. I love you. Stay. Stay. Okay, sorry to interrupt you there, Lockie. Archie decided to. Come into the room, and I can't say no to that beautiful little face. He should just chill out now. <laughs> any, any moment now? Yeah, he's There he goes, there he goes. He's chilling out. Okay, sorry, so what were you saying? Oh. Mark Hamill. Oh, no, you were talking about Red Hood, so yeah, yeah. like, but...